book at the end. Oh dear, I haven't changed the background. Give me a second, folks. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to The Jerick Show. Timely topics poorly presented. And yes, I'm coming to you from the year 1992, recording from a potato cam, which is the only camera I could find in pro close proximity because I am on the road today. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get a better feed from Eric once he joins us. But this is The Jerick Show. Do not adjust your television set. We now control the horizontal and the vertical. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics poorly presented. Well, 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 here we are again on another fine, fine day. Uh, global warming is true. It is very warm for this time of the year. But speaking of hot things, let's bring in Mr. Eric Krohn. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm also on the road, as you can see. And, you know, I got to tell you, Javad, I'm, I'm really glad that you chose to join us this week. I mean, last week, you kind of left me there a little flustered, probably our worst episode. Ever. Well, you know, <clears throat> the whole point of a show is that we can provide you with value. And when someone decides to just use the show as an opportunity to vent, and moan and cry like a big baby, then uh, we can just get rid of them. And so on to the stories of Move the... over, you muppet. <laughs> hey, we're both in Clearwater this week. What do you think of that? I prefer it when you're on the other side of the screen and I can control you and mute you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Um, I'm, uh, I I'm off the hook uh, this week as far as that goes. Um, this is kind of weird. You know, you're not very tall. So I have to kind of. Okay, this is going to be uncomfortable. So we're going to make this quick, ladies and gentlemen. Javad, have you uh, have you bothered to pull up the stories of the week? No. I, what, hmm, good question. Good question. Hold <laughs> on. I do have the stories right here. It's just uh, being outside of my natural environment. It's It's all a bit um let's uh, entertain the crowd while i yeah it is kind of tricky um when we go from what we're used to doing to what it is we're trying to do now but ultimately i, th I think we'll figure it out right the platform's not that bad no 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 api oh no hackers selling access to 576 corporate networks for four million dollars Four million dollars. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like the aggregate value of uh, of these 576 networks out there. And we don't talk about it all that much, but initial access brokers are definitely a thing out there. And these are folks that uh, get into networks and then they turn around and sell that access to other people to do whatever it is they want to do. Now, frankly, I've never really looked into what it costs to be involved in these sorts no. of things or to purchase this. And I'm assuming some of the costs are a little bit higher for some networks over others, right? Uh, based on what it is you can accomplish with that. But ultimately that's quite a, quite a bit of money for that. It is, it is. But you know, you, you think it, it's almost like someone saying, here's a key to, to every front door in, on the, in this neighborhood, wealthy neighborhood, 
um, you know, there's always going to be buyers out there. What, what's interesting is like, you know, when you look at the um, initial access brokers, uh, you know, a lot of it is credentials that they've got. So it's either reuse or phishing or, or something like that, that they get the credentials or exploiting vulnerabilities and what have you. So it's not like the initial access brokers have anything super, super sophisticated or right. something that, you know, you often think, oh, how are they getting everything and we're all alone? No, it, it's usually, you know, three to five fundamental sort of uh, practices that they that they use to get, get these credentials. I'm guessing probably the most complicated things that they have are going to be things like um, brute force software that's just going to let them throw a bunch of passwords at something over and over again, which really isn't very high tech. It's, it's a low tech attack, but, you know, we see credential phishing all the time where they're trying to steal yeah. credentials and we see lists from other uh, breaches that then they plug it in and, and start trying to run those in. So it, it's not terribly surprising, honestly, uh, that all this stuff is out there. But, you know, that's a, that's a lot of money. It is indeed. It is indeed. OK, so moving on. FTC cracks down on homework app provider Chegg for past four data breaches. And as the old saying goes, like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And Chegg um, managed to get breached several times. Um, is there a saying for four? I have <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm not sure that anyone's ever thought that far ahead. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is kind of ridiculous. And, and there are some organizations out there. I'm gonna, not going to name them, but there's some that you and I know of that have had multiple breaches over and over again. You just kind of go, yeah, okay, here we go again. You know, we get these common ops and it's like, hey, this organization was breached. And again, okay. our op is more like, oh, look, it happened again. See previous comment. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but this now I haven't heard of this. Um, Chegg, I'm not familiar with it. Are you? No, yeah. I don't do homework. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Neither <laughs> do we. <laughs> when I was in school either, which is why I spent an extra half year in high school. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, four breaches. And, and I don't know exactly what information was taken. I think that um, they they lost uh, uh, employee information and stuff like that. I had heard, you know, when W-2 fraud was really big, mm -hmm. uh, there was a brewery that the same lady gave up the W-2s for the employees two years in a row. Wow. It's some people just unfortunately don't learn. And yeah, in this case, look at that. What a shocker. Phishing attacks. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So. Um... Yeah, I, I think it's, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to go down the road of blaming victims or yeah. blaming people for falling for, for stuff, but there are controls you can put in place for certain things. So, you know, it's 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 hard to defend it when it's four times in a row. I'm trying to put a positive <laughs> spin on this. Yeah, yeah. And I think they give the years there. It wasn't even like it was across a, a really long spread either. Yeah. Oh, look, you can enter your email to unlock this too, if you'd like. Way to go. What have you done? Okay. Liz Truss. Oh, you know her. Yes. Uh, our shortest serving prime minister. Uh, well, clearly hacked, says minister. So uh, when she was foreign secretary before her short stint as PM, um, you know, uh, there was um, reports that her phone was well and truly owned. Uh, they're blaming yeah. the, the Russians for it as, you know, yeah. it's it's easy just to blame oh, the Russians. Yeah, you know. Um, 
you know, they're, they're calling it an energy investigation. Apparently, there was a year's worth of messages and documents that were leaked. And, you know, the UK government has had a really poor, uh, ministers have had a poor record. There's been lots of times when they've been using WhatsApp to discuss confidential right. matters. The um, record of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they've... Um, they, they've been emailing stuff to their personal email accounts so they can view it at home. There's there's a lot of education and awareness. Unfortunately, October's over. Otherwise, we would offer them some Cybersecurity Awareness Month training. No, perhaps. So so maybe next October we can get them. So this was the PM that was outlasted by a head of lettuce. That's the right? one, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Now, I thought it was interesting in the, in the earlier part of this article, um, I think on the first page there, they were talking about how the phone was so bad um, that it had to be placed in a locked safe inside a secure government location. This, this is this is like some of that Loki Spectre type stuff. Like Shield got it; they put it in an underground bunker. No one touch it. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Anyone that uh, that looked at the device had to be wearing a tinfoil yeah. hat. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, mobile devices are kind of tricky. Um, they're they're hard to kind of spot things on a bit. Uh, people are not all that careful. And we have a lot of information that we put on our mobile devices, okay. which is probably one of the bigger issues that we have. There's a mix of work and personal. And, you know, back in the day when I worked for ISC Squared, I carried a personal phone and a work phone just because I didn't want to blur those lines. But anymore, it's almost impractical to do that. Mm. I mean, charging two phones all the time, it having is. to deal with that, that, you know, it looked cool because I had one in a holster on each side. So at least I think God. it looked cool. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but oh. uh, yeah, that became a real pain in the butt. But yeah, there's a lot of information on mm. mobile phones like that. Um, I really like this next story. So, you know, Elon Musk took over Twitter. He's our I new. heard that. He's our new Twitter. We're supposed to let that sink in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's actually been because there's uncertainty around the the blue check mark thing. There's been actually lots of people being yeah. fished about that. They've been getting messages saying, "Hey, to to ver ver verify, validate your your blue check mark, click here," and then their their Twitter credentials are being stolen. But this story is I really like it because two pranksters took advantage of the situation, and they <laughs> headed up outside the Twitter offices with boxes pretending to be laid off employees. And so there was a whole bunch of journalists there asking them questions, taking pictures of them, publishing articles oh. that these two men have been fired, Rahul Ligma and uh, Johnson. Uh, so, so um, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. It's social engineering, it is fine. Yes, yes. And it just had the reporters like... Hook, line, and sinker. Huh? Yeah, software engineer and his buddy got fired from Twitter. Oh, so you goodness. you can see all the all these you can see all the reporters around yeah, there. Yeah. One of them was holding up a uh, a a a a copy of um, Michelle Obama's book and quoting something, and it, it was like, and this is the thing: like when things are framed in a certain way, and someone wants to believe something, and journalists are typically pretty on the ball. They do a lot of fact. Well, technically, they should be doing a lot of fact checking. <laughs> And, and why have you? But, you know, because it's framed in a way that they're outside Twitter HQ with the boxes, they clearly they must be fired employees. And so even if there are red flags there, the point to say otherwise, the, the, the sort of like brain takes over and, and filters out everything that doesn't meet yeah. that, that narrative. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a, a really interesting sort of 
prank, but social engineering way. And you can see this is how, you know, when, when we hear about uh, social engineers or physical pen testers that get into buildings, a lot of times they're like, oh, I just go with a clipboard and a high-vis jacket, <laughs> yeah. or I'm carrying a ladder. And... The ladder, yeah. The whole, <laughs> yeah. yeah Security the even helps yeah. me get into exactly. the building. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's all the same principle in, in effect right here. And, I... and there's so much going on about this, so much buzz going on about this, um, positive, negative, what have you, uh, to in uh, you know, the whole conversation supposedly between Elon Musk and Stephen King about yes, negotiating yes. from 20 bucks yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. I don't know if that's real or not. Uh, no, that was a real tweet. Has it? You've, you've, you've I, I saw, I checked that. I do my, I do my fact checking. I didn't care so, enough to do it quite honestly. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of humorous that we have this stuff going on. And there we go. Jonathan Singer. Yes, because we like pranksters. <laughs> Jonathan, you're right. I mean, this was classic. You, you got to admit, this was kind of classic. Um, and, and to just kind of drag them along like that, I, I think that's, that's pretty funny. That is, that's a good, you actually came up with a good story. I know. I'm I impressed. Know. Well, you know, prepare to be more impressed because now I am an author. Oh, as are you? I am. That's so great. our book is out available on all good Amazon stores. I like that camera's going to focus. I know. <laughs> 50 Ways to Survive and Thrive in Cybersecurity. Would yeah. you like to tell our viewers a little bit about the book? Well, it's a book that uh, Javad and I put together. Um, oh, God, you make a good Vanna. Um, and, and it kind of takes, actually, our experience uh, over the years. And, and it's tongue-in-cheek. It is a little cheeky. But ultimately, I think we actually give some really good advice in this book. Um, and we didn't want it to be something that's like you have to sit down and, and really focus on either. You can literally pick this up, flip to a page. And get some pretty decent information out of it. Yes, think. yes. Um, I'm I'm really proud of how this turned out. This is like a, it's meant to be like a coffee table book. You just put it down, yeah. or or a crapper book when when you're sitting there. You know, you you just like flick through it, read a few sections, and and put it down. It's not intended to be a heavy read. Yeah, it's meant to be a light read, and uh, it's it's more about the human side of of security, like how we as professionals should look after ourselves and and yeah. little tips and tricks as opposed to this is how you configure wireshark or, or what yeah, have you. yeah it's it's not it's not a deep technical dive like that it's you're right it's it's more about kind of like the things we need to do it like taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. mentally and physically and and those kinds of things as well i was waiting for the show this makes me so, so happy, happy. Yeah. Oh, thank you jonathan yes <laughs> yeah, <thank> <laughs> Um, but it is a, uh, it is, I, I'm actually very happy with it. It is kind of our interactions, like the way we interact on. This. Yeah. There's some, yeah. There's some of that in there definitely, but ultimately it, it really, I don't know. Uh, I've heard a couple of people say they made it through what the first page and they were already in tears laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all downhill so. from there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's literally like like us as we speak and so th there are different uh, you won't be able to see there's there's color-coded green and red so depending on which one of us is speaking and um you know that it literally alternates between eric giving an opinion and me disagreeing with him and proving him wrong <laughs> as we do on this show so what we want you to do is everybody needs to buy this book we make um about a quarter a piece off of this book at most yeah before at, tax before taxes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but uh you know it's uh, we kind of did it just for kind of giving back to the community, I think. I mean, we're really not going to make anything off of this, but yeah. giving back to the community, I think, is something very important. We've both been around for quite some time, some of us longer than others. Yeah. You look older than me, even though you're younger. But anyways, um, 
Can I physically <laughs> kick him out of this show? <laughs> You're stuck no. with me now. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I cannot boot him. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, I won't be back next week because I'm on the road again. And uh, Eric might do it on his own. But actually, last week he'd done it, or two weeks ago he'd done it on his own. The feedback was absolutely terrible. So I don't think I'll be leaving the controls in his hand again. We are, though, going to be working on a holiday special. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, I'm letting the cat out of the bag with that. But we are surrounded, believe it or not, by video equipment and audio equipment. We just chose to use the potato for this recording. But I have no uh, idea. This this is all on Eric. But we're going to put together a legit holiday special. Should be fantastic. Cool. Ooh. Ooh. Mr. Mitnick. Oh, my goodness. Glad you could join us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. All right. So again, thanks for joining us. I know it's a quick one today. You know you want to say it, but don't. Stay secure, my friends. <laughs>